0: This helps me be able to get better guests on here as they check the reviews to see how you guys are liking it. So if you could please do that, I would really, really appreciate it. Today on the podcast, we are talking about two major updates and announcements on Google tools, Um, and both of these are related to photos and images, one with Google Lens and another that works more with their shopping graph data set. So on the podcast today, we're going to break down what those are and why these are impactful for the industry as a whole. So the first one I want to talk about is Google's new, it's, it's like kind of like this new AI clothing try on tool. Um, and essentially what this does is it allows you to take a picture of yourself and a picture of, you know, a shirt or a piece of clothing. Um, and then it is able to show you what you would look like while wearing that clothing. So this entire process is using something called diffusion. And I wanted to break down what exactly that is and how it works. I think this is a pretty um, prominent technology used in these kind of image generators. Um, and I think it's pretty important to understand kind of how this works. The first thing I want to bring up is that the challenge they kind of ran into while they were doing this is that, you know, currently the techniques um, that people have been using to do these, they're called virtual try on uh, technology. And the current techniques essentially Um, They do something called geometric warping where essentially they can cut and paste And then they kind of deform clothes and the the image of the clothes to kind of fit a silhouette or your person But the problem is this is that the final image is never really spot-on the clothes don't actually realistically adapt to your body Um, They have visual defects like misplaced folds and this overall just makes the clothes look kind of like Mishappen and really not very natural so when Google kind of set out to go and build this new Uh, virtual try-on feature in this new technology they were really focused on making sure that they were generating every pixel of the clothing from scratch so that they're actually producing a really high quality realistic image similar to something you know um, the same strategy that someone like uh, mid-journey is currently using so they found a way to do it with uh, diffusion and they created a uh, diffusion-based ai model to do this Um, but essentially to understand how this works you first have to kind of understand diffusion. So diffusion essentially is a process of slowly adding pixels or what we call noise to an image until they become like unrecognizable. So think of like kind of like a a TV screen when it's just white fuzz um, and it's just, you know, fuzzing or whatever. Imagine that, but with more colorful pixels. And then once you get it to that point, then essentially you're slowly removing the noise um, or these kind of fuzzy pixels completely until the Im- the original image is slowly reconstructed into perfect quality. It kind of sounds fancy, but essentially just a lot of colorful pixels are on one screen, and they're slowly pulling out the pixels that don't match the image that is behind um, until they've reconstructed the image in perfect quality. So right now, text-to-image models um, like Imogen uh, use diffusion um, and text from a large language model to generate these really realistic images just and they do this exclusively based on kind of um text image generators like mid journey or something like that um so google actually said that they were inspired by imogen and they decided to kind of tackle this entire project with this virtual try on technology using diffusion inspired by imogen so they did this with a twist though so instead of using text like a text input like you would with mid journey um they decided to use a pair of images so the input would be the clothing uh, you know, the t-shirt or whatever. Um, and then the other one would be the person. And each image is sent to its own neural network, which is a U-net, And they are able to share that information with each other in a process called cross attention. And so essentially they're generating an output, which is a photorealistic image of you wearing this piece of clothing. And this kind of combination of image based diffusion and also cross attention is what they've used to make up this new AI model, which is really cool. So as far as training uh, goes to make this, you know, this new feature possible and also as realistic as possible, they put their new AI model through a lot of rigorous training. Um, But rather than just training it with something like an LLM like Imogen does, they actually just tapped straight into Google's shopping graph. So that's essentially it's one of the world's most like one of the world's largest data sets of products, um, you know, sellers, brands inventory all of this kind of stuff and so they have this really massive inventory and this is something I've been saying for a while it's just the fact that Google uh, really does have so much infrastructural and so much data so many data advantages um, in this AI space because they are able to leverage so many different data sets that you know the sellers of these clothings for example have given them permission to use their uh, data and their content um, you know if it's being posted on Google Shopping so they're able to leverage it to make tools like this that are a lot trickier for other people to do without such a comp, uh, you know comprehensive data set. So essentially they trained their model using a lot of different pairs of images. Um, and each of those would include a person wearing a shirt. Um, and then in they would do it in two different poses, right? So they get the model, the model will take a picture with the shirt in two different poses. Um, and then they would get the AI to learn to match the shape of the shirt Um, in the sideways pose with the person in the forward pose and vice versa so they're essentially training it to understand all of the angles um, and what that shirt looked like from all of the different angles by giving it you know two uh, two images of the same person with the same shirt but from different angles they do that until essentially it could generate really realistic images of that shirt on the person from all angles and then in order to kind of take this to the next level they repeated the process by using millions of random um, image pairs of different clothing and people, and by doing this, essentially, they've created a model um, that allows you to see, you know, what a T-shirt would look like on a, you know, a number of different, you know, models. So starting today, I believe you can go and use this virtual try-on um, tool for women's shirts, um, and you can use a bunch of different brands on Google Shopping Graph. So there's things like Anthropologie. Loft, H&M, Everlane. Over time, they said that they're going to get even more precise and expand to a lot more, uh, many more brands. Um, but you can go check this out. And uh, if you're interested, Google recently wrote a blog post explaining all of this with some graphics called "How AI Makes Virtual Try-On More Realistic." So, a really incredible um, use case in AI from Google. A really powerful, you know, uh, application where you can actually see a lot of customers getting some serious benefits out of this. So I think this is a really cool um, a really cool move by Google in furthering AI. The second story I wanted to talk about today is, again, one that I think is a really big win for Google um, and for their image generator that I think has the potential to do a lot of good. Essentially what it is, their new feature is um, on Google Lens that essentially can now search for skin conditions. So Google expanded the capabilities of Google Lens, um, its computer vision-powered application, and essentially, if you don't know what Google Lens is, it's, it's a product that you can take a picture of something and it will tell you what it is. So, like, if you saw someone, you know, walking around outside and you thought, you know, you liked their sweater, you could take a picture of it and Google Lens would be able to pull you up, uh, you know, where you could go and buy that sweater. So, obviously, this is a good tool for Google because it can help with their Google shopping experience, you know, it will help them to generate revenue. Um, but it also can do a lot of really interesting different use cases. You can uh, use it to take a picture of a plant. It can tell you what the plant is, a lot of different things. But now um, you can actually use it to identify skin conditions and search what they are. So um, you'd be able to take a picture of a rash or a mole or um, a lot of different skin conditions. And I think this is a really cool tool uh, to really help you know people understand if they have some sort of Uh, You know cancerous or dangerous skin condition. Of course, this isn't a replacement for a doctor or something like that But I think this is a really good idea Um, If you took a picture of something with this it it gave you a warning This would be a really good sign to go and see a doctor and get that looked at Um, and I think this is gonna be quite a powerful tool So essentially users can now um, include images in their interactions with bard and lens is going to help bard in understanding what the visual content is so you know for example if you uploaded an image of your skin to Bard and said hey you know what is this that i have um it would be able to look at that use use google lens to identify it you know tell you maybe a little bit about it um and then hopefully provide you with an app career feature now again this is i think a really powerful um a really powerful ability that google has is the fact that they have this really wide variety of tools and software and by integrating all of them Um, They're able to make some really powerful products, right? So Google Lens has been around for quite a while now. Um, They're adding a lot of these really impressive AI features, but obviously it's been using AI to do image, uh, you know, identification for quite a while. And now being able to pair something like that with Google Bard makes Google Bard an incredibly powerful tool. Um, And so it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, companies like OpenAI and ChatGPT try to respond as Google starts inevitably implementing Uh, more and more and integrating more and more of their softwares into their core um, AI tools and products and it's gonna be interesting to see who kind of the Major winners are in these spaces and how this continues to benefit society. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast, as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community.